welcome to Too Many Cooks, a podcast where we explore recipes written by your favorite chefs and try them out in our own home kitchens. It's like a book club, but for recipes. In today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest, Dan Pelosi, as we discuss his incredibly popular vodka sauce recipe. We are so excited to have him on, so much so that I had to do this intro because an intro of Grace repeating I can't believe it 15 times just wasn't going to work. You'll also get to hear Dan's pure brilliance and the most perfect moment in this podcast's long and storied history. So stick around and enjoy the delicious taste of vodka sauce and vindication as much as I did. Okay, well, let's get started. So tell me about the best thing you ate this week. The best thing that I ate this week. Um, it's probably a pair of, uh, oddly enough, based on the timing, uh, soups. Oh. One, well, one, technically one chili, but... Um, yeah, early this week. So it's, since it's warming up a little bit, I'm less inclined to cook. Um, you know, and, and I also, I've been craving this white chili that I really love to make. And so I, I did make that. And then also I get this special wild rice soup from this company in Minnesota that I absolutely love. And I tend to kind of doctor. So it's just like a, you know, dehydrated pouch, oh, cool. a bunch of stuff too, but I tend to then doctor it, uh, to add even more you know so a lot of like um goodness in there like chicken and potatoes and stuff yeah Uh, and it's so satisfying like we really love it so i baked a fresh loaf of bread to go with it um so i had that kind of earlier in the week and then a couple days later made a big batch of that that white chili and so i've been eating like it's the middle of winter yeah (laughs) it's clearly spring here (laughs) but uh but yeah both those things are just delightful they they they're they're definitely kind of like comfort foods and um, just super, super satisfying. That's so what cool. About you? So I, I, I've been making two. I made two really amazing desserts with my mom because I'm, I'm here with my mom this week. And the first one we made like this lemon pudding, um, like a pud, like a saucy pud, um, very British by Melissa Clark, who I love and I hope to put on. Like we need to do one of her recipes soon because I think she's incredible. Um, on, Maybe we could do a lemon pudding. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would one hundred percent make these again. Um, nice. But the deal—you basically make a souffle, like you're making a meringue. You whip up egg whites with sugar until you make stiff peaks, and then you add it to this like cakey kind of like lemony um, batter, and you make a meringue, and then you fill up. Um, you put them in little ramekins and then you put them in a, in a, like a, a cake pan and then mm. you fill it up halfway or you fill, you fill up the, give it like a water bath. Um, mm-hmm. and you put the water bath up to the level where you want it to be like pudding, but where the water hits and then above that it'll be cake. So it's really interesting. It's like, Oh, that's you, interesting. Yeah. It's really, really cool. So we did half and half and like, of course the, um, the water evaporates in the oven. And so there was kind of like a centimeter of pudding and then maybe an inch or two inches of cake. And it was really, really good. And then when you top it with, um, macerated raspberries. So yeah. that was incredible. That was one. So definitely an option. And then number two was so this Hawaiian guava cake. So my mom grew up in Hawaii. She was in the um, her family was in the Air Force. And so she like grew up eating guavas. And then we when we went to Cairo, we grew up eating guavas a lot. So we're like this big guava family. It's kind of like a love of guava. And so we found this guava cake that uses like guava concentrate in the cake and then the big star of the show is actually the frosting because it's actually like um, I think Jess and Ben were talking about how they love like Cool Whip frostings, like <laughs> yeah, and so cool whip. cool whip. And I was like, you know, such a snob about it. I'm like, ew, like <laughs> like whipped cream frosting. Oh my god! But then I didn't really realize that it's like it to use the parlance of the of the youths. It slaps. So like <laughs> we made our like the the recipe. I didn't even know that's what I was making until I had finished making it. I was like, "Oh my god, I made an icebox cake because you make whipped cream and then you add guava concentrate and then whipped cream cheese and it was like the most delicious thing on the planet." That's awesome. And it's so good and then you put it in the fridge for 2 hours and then you eat it cold. And I was like, "God damn it." <laughs> so was it actually guava concentrate or was it pear concentrate uh, <laughs> as a pasta? <laughs> going back to oh my god was it episode like, three three or four yeah yeah, yeah. Um, no and because... then also just to <laughs> yeah. clarify that yeah. so uh at least what the, the thing that jess makes um which is really really good is it is a whipped cream frost thing yeah uh so she does it it's like a vanilla whipped cream uh with um Banana pudding. Yeah. And it, it's really, really, really good. Uh, but I do want to differentiate that between uh, Cool Whip 
No, that's um, probably just my husband. Yeah. Okay. So does Ben like that? Yeah. So like that, I think it's like um, (laughs) tastes of home. Like I distinctly remember he and and Jess talking about how Cool Whip is delicious. And I was just like. (laughs) And I'm like. I was out of the room for that. Yeah. uh, I'm with you. No, I mean like, again, I'm I'm trying to work really hard. I mean, not hard, but I'm trying to like not gatekeep flavors because it's like, like I get it. Like. Because then somebody could easily turn around and hand me a cherry tomato and I'll be like, no, like there's no like, yeah, like I think you and I need a, you need an episode where we do aversion therapy with cherry tomatoes and eggs because like, (laughs) (laughs) we need a taste of our own humble pie. Um, No, no. (laughs) It's the view from up here is so nice and I am fine with where I'm at. I, I, I do agree with you, though, that I think. Uh, and this kind of extends, I've seen this more and more, I think, especially on like on Twitter, you know, which is a weird place to see something nice. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think the, the whole gatekeeping, whether it's of, of hobbies or, you know, sports or, you know, foods or, or whatever, uh, is something that I, I'm glad to see people kind of stepping back from. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, because, <laughs> and yes, you know, uh, we're, we're both guilty of it. Um, oh, bad. But yeah. I think there, there's a... Yeah, there is a difference between maybe not liking something and then saying that somebody else liking something is bad. You right, know? right. So I think it's fine that, that you don't like cherry tomatoes and I don't like eggs, uh, you know. Uh, but saying saying that, like, somebody who does like cherry tomatoes or eggs is wrong is bad. I will, though, stick with... <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. Uh, I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> every, everything's a setup. Uh, I will stick with, though, that, that people who like Old Bay are... That's completely wrong. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> we got so many messages. Oh, goodness. Well, okay. So let us, I think we're extra giggly and extra sincere today because we have the best, I think this is just like, we have the, the best episode ever. <laughs> like this is, we're so, introducing yeah. the best thing that's happened to Too Many Cooks Pod. Uh- <laughs> and are you talking about the the overall like partnership and conversation? Or are you talking about the very specific moment that is very clearly the best thing that's ever happened to this podcast or any podcast possibly ever? Because well, I, you can talk about both. I know you're... So yeah, no, I was thinking about the great... The the collab, the amazing... Okay, cool. our, our, I feel very grateful that we got this guest. But also, I have this image of that screenshot in my head <laughs> of you just pointing like... Just pure joy. Just pure joy. Pure, so, yeah. Yeah. So, so we were lucky enough to have an interview with um, Dan Pelosi. You may know him as Grossy Pelosi, and he was very, very generous with his time. Oh my god! And we got to talk to him about kind of the development of the vodka sauce and then the vodka sauce itself. So, I guess um, he. You know what? He introduces the recipe. In our interview, so I think maybe yes. we can just drop that in here, and then we'll meet up with you guys in a few minutes. Sounds good. Sounds good. So the reason we were really excited to have you on is because I think your whole like your whole vibe resonates so much with us, like demystifying cooking, getting people excited about new techniques, like not trying to pander to I don't know. You're not like. No, I'm just a home cook, just cooking at exactly. home. Exactly. Just hanging out. Exactly, cooking at home, hanging yeah. out. And so that's exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, so in the episode structure, we usually start out with what the best thing we ate this week was. So mm. but I'd yeah. love to hear what the best thing you ate this week was. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the best thing I ate this week, easy answer. So I did an Instagram Live with a fellow sort of like creator and chef jake cohen who Mm -hmm. just came out with his new cookbook which is called jewish which is his sort of take on his jewish family heritage and the and his sort of rediscovery of the food and the culture um he married a a man who is a a different kind of jewish they got married and anyway so he wrote this book and i did an instagram live with him and he taught me how to make his brisket and while while we were making the brisket um, we were chatting and he was like, okay, you have to just like dump some tomatoes into this, shred it and like make a pasta sauce, like a brisket pasta sauce. <laughs> so I did that and it was like, it was, and I, I, the brisket was like a 24 hour recipe. So at the end of it, I like heated up all the sauces. I removed all the fat from the brisket. I broke it all up. I mm-hmm. cooked it in like some stewed tomatoes and I put, put it on some linguine and it was just like 
unbelievable. Like heaven. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it was great. Oh, so it was I so fun and that. it was just so nice to like, you know, like I make very like Italian American food, but it was amazing to take like his culture and his heritage and then yeah. still make Italian American food, <laughs> but with a different twist. I love that. <laughs> like we we definitely love like kind of those hybrid cuisines where, you know, you're just like mending these two different, you know, like yeah, parts the of the world, world together and, and developing this like incredible experience. So. Yeah, it was really cool. And I also made, that's awesome. I also made the vodka sauce this week too. So <laughs> I did not. that was pretty good. It's well, you needed a refresher. Yeah. Um, I mean, I make it all got... the time because I teach classes on zoom with it. So, Oh, you do. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I do How like do you... private zoom classes. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really so fun. smart. Yeah. I mean, that's the perfect one to do because it's like 20 minutes, like start to finish. Well, we, it, it is if you, yeah, we, I, it's an hour from my class. I don't, but right, yeah, right, right. yeah, it's quick when you're making it at home, it's quick and it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something that we can plug uh, for you? To get oh, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, if people want to, if people want to take a private zoom lesson, I do small groups, large groups. They can just email me. My email's in my Instagram bio or on my website. Yeah. So yeah. Easy yeah. peasy. Yeah. So you mentioned that you had a day job. Yeah. Um, what do you do for your day job? So my day job is a creative director for the Ann Taylor brands. So for women's fashion, um, I don't design the clothes, but I do all kind of the rest of the stuff, stores, marketing, hmm. windows, cool. styling. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. It's really fun. I love that world. I've always been like an experiential retail design marketing. Um, yeah. You know, retail has gone through a hell of a time in the past year, yeah. specifically fashion. I mean, like certain uh, areas of retail have suffered. So it's been... yeah. You know, working from home is how this all started for me. The second I mm-hmm. was able to work from home, I was cooking constantly. And then I was went from documenting food casually, you know, on the weekends to really like learning that people needed me and they needed to see how I was living and working and feeding myself because so yeah. many people didn't know how to do that. So that's where this all started. So I'm really thankful to my day job for allowing me to be so flexible and be able to pop things in and out of the oven Seriously. You know, while I was in between meetings and I mean, we're all doing it, but, um, yeah, it was just, it's really, it was really cool. So that's awesome. When I was, uh, in high school, I, um, worked at a men's and boys, uh, clothing store. Okay. And one of, the, one of the most enjoyable parts of my job was, uh, at times I would get to help the guy who did the window design. Cause oh, we yeah. had this, like, we had this corner, um, on like yeah. two of the main uh, streets in the, in the town. And so some of the stuff that like we got to do, like, you know, getting a, an old van door and spray painting it yellow and making it look yeah. like a school bus for back to school or yeah, yeah, yeah. How like cute. these giant, like we treated the sheet metal with acid to like, you know, put yeah, these like was... sleek suits and stuff with welding helmets and all this stuff. It was yeah. yeah, so much fun. We, ha- we definitely have got, have had a lot of creative, creative fun. And it's, it's really, really cool to, to have such an amazing team and work at a great company. The company really cares about people. And- yeah, that's great. I saw that you went to RISD, right? And yeah. that's kind of where it all started. I'm yeah. from the Boston area originally, so I saw it. I was like, oh, that's so yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, I went to RISD for college, which was so fun. Did I read that that's where Grossy Pelosi came from? Yeah, so when I, I mean, I'm old. So when I was in college, the Never be- never Been Kissed movie was out. <laughs> Josie Grossi. Yeah, so Josie Grossi. So I spent like a year in Rome. And when I would call back, to my friends who were all partying and drunk, right. they would just yell "Grossy Pelosi" at me in the sort of most loving slash "we're going to make fun of you" way. So yeah, that, that they... I'm making it my brand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take that to the bank. I'm always fascinated. So I like am an amateur baker, and I make like crazy shit every week, and I do like some really, really intense. Stuff. I know you're, I know yeah. your your opinion on sourdough, so I won't talk about my sourdough. It's not very oh, no, sour. It's fine. But I just don't make it. Like I'm, I my opinion is I don't need to make it because everyone else is making it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's where I like, land I too. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm it's like, like you got this covered, it. Grace. I yeah, <laughs> like I think sourdough is amazing. I just am okay. like, there's like a science to sourdough, and there's like sort of like mm-hmm. this like really like intense kind of like. And I'm just like, nah, that's not for me. I'm not, it's just not the way that I do it. But I get sourdough bread all the time. And I have yeah. friends who make okay. it and people who've done the tartine bakery. Like I used yes. to go there all the time. I mean, like yeah. tartine's one of the best. I just am not doing a 39 page sourdough recipe. Like yeah. it's just, I've also right. seen I know. Little Shop of Horrors and I know how this ends up. And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, it's funny. But you're doing, you're doing sourdough. Oh, I do sourdough. I did a sourdough babka pala. Bab- mm-hmm. The Claire Savage said like a babka recipe. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I added sourdough to that. So I like 
make sourdough croissants. I do yeah. a bunch of shit. So, but I am always really curious about the like recipe development process because I, I take so much inspiration from people. I never consider myself like a recipe developer because yeah. Yeah. even though I change a bunch of stuff in it, I'm always using someone else's like proportions or inspiration. Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious about, um, and I even love, I really appreciate it in the vodka sauce. Like you mentioned that it was from a friend. Oh yeah. And I mean, so, my friend, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. a friend, my friend, Chris, like I'm, I've always surrounded myself with, food people whether it's my family and they were how they raised me or I've been friends with chefs and my friend Chris is a really great uh friend of mine he's a foodie and and he and I were playing around and he was like a like you know he's like I have this amazing recipe I've been playing with and he introduced to me and then I was playing with it and then you know when this grossy police thing happened I was like listen Chris like this vodka sauce is amazing I want to share it I want to share it on my site and he was like absolutely like do it like it'd be amazing but like it's very much my, his recipe as much as it is right. mine. And like, that's how that's, you know, I don't, I don't put myself out there. Hopefully that people think that I am like the sole creator of like, I style the stuff. I make it like so mm-hmm. many recipes on my website are from me, but so many of them are like Bimpy's pasta fuzzle or like, you know, mm-hmm. or Bimpy's nah, I don't think his anyways, they're like my mom's carrot cake or my aunt Janet's carrot. Oh, yeah. And like, so that, I that think coffee that, cake though. Oh my Ugh. God. The coffee cake is so good. I know. <laughs> so, but you know, like that's, that's me on the phone with my mom being like, mom, right. how did you make it? Me taking notes and then me taking her recipe and testing it and making right. it like the grossy version. So it is going through my lens. So many of those recipes and I'm changing them and I'm tweaking them or some of them I'm not touching like Bimpy's uh, all and beans. Like that's exactly how it is. Or his pasta. Fidel, yeah. Like, I'm not changing those. I'm just sharing it and I'm teaching it. But, and that's how we learn. Like, at least that's how I learned how to cook. I learned from my mom, my dad, my grandmother. I learned, I didn't learn from people on the internet. I didn't learn from like reading recipes as a child. And I started learning how to cook when I was a kid. I would learn from hanging out in the kitchen. I learned from my family members, my aunts, my mom, Mm -hmm. my grandpa, my dad. So like I, and people, the way that I write my recipes, um, People always tell me that it feels like I'm in the kitchen with them. Yeah. Um, And and I really love that. You know, like I just started writing them that way and it didn't occur to me, but that's how I learned. I learned from standing next to someone in the kitchen my whole life. And whether it was in my childhood or my adulthood, like some of my best friends are incredible cooks. Some of them are um, professional cooks. Some of them are some of the Bon Appetit people. Like mm-hmm. I learned from everyone. And I do think that like, that's how we create. So you might be creating a recipe based on someone else's proportions, but you're shifting it and changing it and tweaking it. And that yeah. you have some, you have some part in that, you know? So I think it's yeah, it's interesting. There's something to be said too, about just kind of like curating recipes yeah. and, and that's a good being point. kind totally. of that filter. Story. Because, yeah, yeah. And, and just like, cause I mean, I'm sure all three of us have tried stuff that just didn't work out, you know? Yeah, and, right. Oh, my God. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I've been. But it worked out if I did it this way. It worked yeah, out yeah. if I did it the other. Yeah. yeah. And I've been really like getting serious about recipe testing because and I, I mean, it's this started the second I was like, I'm going to put my recipes down on paper, which yeah. only was like about a little over a year ago that I started doing that. I had to sit and take these things that I've been making for like 15, 20 10 years and like <laughs> yeah. start measuring like yeah, you know like, what like, do I do for a bit. Yeah. like I truly don't like I just would make and create and it would always taste yeah relatively good like the same. edible yeah yeah <laughs> and it was always like you know there was something and then eventually I was like okay I have to so that was where my recipe de- my recipe developing my own recipes is really the hardest you know like my own sort yeah. of historic recipes and so yeah so it's been a journey in a lot of different ways and I've also reached out to friends who you know, I, I had to do a project for a brand that was like a chocolate chip cookie project and or not a chocolate chip cookie. It was a chocolate chip project. And mm. I was like, I can't do my cookies because those are on a recipe. And my friend Liz, who's Jewish, had been telling me about her family's funeral cake for years. Oh, she was yeah. like this. She was like, we, we eat this. We sit. Sh- we sit Shiva. We talk shit yeah. and we eat this cake. And like every woman in my family <laughs> knows how to make this cake. They all make it a little different. And I was like, will you do me a favor? Call up all those women in your family, interview yeah. them, ask them how they make it, how they do it differently. And she called me back. She downloaded me on all the notes and she was like, I have to thank you. She got all choked up. She was like, these conversations I had with these women in my family were the best conversations I've had in a very long time with them. Really oh. All centered around this recipe. And that's, 
That's how I spent my pandemic, talking to my mom, talking to my uh, grandfather. I call Bimbi mm-hmm. and ask him for the same recipe once a week just to hear him tell me the yeah. oral history of the recipe. And it's like, that's what I want to be doing with my website and whatever I'm mm-hmm. doing is like generational recipe sharing is like so important. And I think so yeah. special. It's huge. And yeah. you, I mean, it's successful. You're doing it like the, cause I remember seeing, I think I first made the vodka sauce like a calendar year ago. Like yeah. the, yeah. like it was just all over Instagram. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, yeah. I can't sit still. I like yeah. my Instagram is called stir crazy. Cause I was just like losing my oh, well, mind, which is all crazy recipe. It's this her crazy recipe. I'm actually <laughs> doing this is my vodka sauce prototype for my nail polish because I want to. Oh, it's I love pretty it. spot on. Yeah. It's pretty spot on. I'm what? doing vodka sauce nail polish so you can whisk while your nails are the color of the sauce. <laughs> and my my Le Creuset is the color of your vodka sauce. So oh, I was just incredible. I just need so you're nails. just like all in. That's amazing. Yeah, I was like persimmon. Well, <laughs> I think it's really it's really really interesting the way that we like talk about sharing these recipes and it's certainly something that I find to be sort of the most important piece of what I'm doing and it's only evolved over time it's it's really really cool and and yeah I'm really happy to be able to do it in the way that I'm doing it and tell those stories cool yeah it reminds me so much of like I'm in academia like writing papers and books and stuff and I you cite people that inspire Mm -hmm. you or that you whose work you were and I'm like I'm just going to take the exact same. So like I've been writing recipes and I've been like, <laughs> just because I'm like, I don't know any other way. I'm like citing them. Yeah. Like, cite, this is from Sally's that. Baking Addiction. This yeah, is yeah. from Claire Sally's. Yeah. Oh and I'm Sally. like. Sally's Baking yeah, Addiction. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank just, you like, for. I'm all over Pinterest. I've been working with them. And Sally's so got. So fun. That, oh, have you? Do you follow me on Pinterest? I, I like, d- well, I fell it. off of Pinterest because oh. I got married and I didn't need it. Because the only reason I joined Pinterest was for like yeah. wedding mood boards. Oh my god! But <laughs> like, now you need to be join me and be a Pinterest mom like me. Okay, I love that. Yeah. I Are you a meatball daddy or a Pinterest mom? Like, what is? How do you identify? I mean, right listen, now? <laughs> I can be both. I'm all of those things. Plus That's more. true. We right? we talked about. Talking about um, yeah. Can you do me a huge favor, a huge flavor? Do you have the vodka sauce pulled up? No. Do you have the recipe? Can I would love for you to just read that opening paragraph for me, if you could, because I'll read it, but I want you to read. It. Yeah. Because um, we lulled our asses off reading this recipe together. We were like, it was yeah. So much hang on a second. I mean, that's yeah. the thing is like I don't do the like long intro i just try oh, and like yeah. we have like such a thing about <laughs> that's an ongoing I know. angst that's... i know it is like major angst um speaking of before i get to it because i'm gonna just like i want to antagonize dave for a second if you had to pick one butter for the rest of your life what would you pick salted or unsalted oh i don't know you know it's so funny like i have to be really honest with you people are obsessed with butter um, and in my recipes, I half the time don't even know if I'm using salted or unsalted. I have to be really honest with you. I could give a fuck. And people are always like, what kind of butter? What I, Like, I'm reading your chocolate chip recipe. What kind of butter is it? And I'm like, there's two kinds of butter. There's butter or there's unsalted butter. Thank like, you. That's it. That is there's, exactly there's, Like, if I could, that will be on my tombstone. It's there's butter or there's unsalted butter. End of, end of story. And I refuse. You do. I'm going to no. kick both of your asses. I refuse oh. to say salted butter because butter. It's implied. It's salted. Yeah. Exactly. That's butter's what I've been saying so this entire salted. time. Yeah, because uh, basically, like, I don't I don't ever say, hey, can I have some salted butter? Like, you say, can right. I have some butter? Exactly. Or can I have some? And so all my recipes are like butter or unsalted butter. So the amount of questions I get from people, what kind of butter is it? And I'm like, the one, the butter that's in the recipe. Yeah, exactly. I, I said it already. Yeah. Imagine yeah. being at a restaurant and you you ask for butter and yeah. that son of a bitch brings you unsalted butter. Unsalted butter. You would what the fuck is that? Yeah, I right. need to get Thank you. I'm See? sorry. I'm... Yeah. Are you freaking out? You're not Am okay. I the asshole? She, I... Because she's, yes, you are. And this is what I've been saying for so long. Everyone, I'm firmly, like, <laughs> listen, like, I'm so lovely when people reach out. Like, I'm like, of I'm course, crying. like, I'll help you. But I, I do say to them, to every single person who asks me if the salt, if the butter ingredient <laughs> on my recipe is salted or unsalted, I but say, guys. I say that is salted butter because just so you know, butter is salted. Thank so when you. a recipe calls for butter, that means salted butter. When a recipe yep. calls for unsalted, unsalted butter, butter, like 
You know what I mean? Dan, it's like, yeah. 100%. You and Dave just, well, just, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm the asshole. Okay. You, you should just log I, off. Just get out yeah, of here. I know. Like, we, we I know. This is, this is our podcast <laughs> now. <laughs> God damn. Because this is so funny. Because, like, this debate sparked on episode one where I was like, well, unsalted butter is better because you can, it's more versatile. And I can salt it to my liking and I use it for cooking you and I use totally it for baking. Do that. Sure, but then Dave, Dave was like, you don't need no, "This is a semantic issue." Right. A no, but Dave is, is great. Yeah, but Dave's whole thing was a semantic <laughs> issue, which you, you just lost. articulated. I'm which sorry. I was like, I was like, I was like, Dave, Perfectly. that doesn't exist. Verbatim. Such a pad- verbatim, right. like verbatim, like I am the asshole. Like I, I have never been more clearly the asshole in this situation, and I, <laughs> no, and, there, I and that's the thing. It's like, I'm so fucking happy. It's just the way that butter works, but, um. You know, I just sort of am like, there's. I'm happy to teach a lesson. I'm happy to help people out. Um, the other thing is, I probably always buy unsalted because you can just add salt to it. You can't take yeah. salt out of salted butter. Well, that's if I buy a really good loaf of, like, if I, but it's like, it doesn't mean one's better than the other. It just means that as a as a cook or like someone who's always using butter, I probably am using unsalted most of the time. But I love. I mean, if I get a good loaf of bread or if I make my mom's Italian bread, which is my yeah. like sourdough, which is so much easier than sourdough, um, <laughs> I'll get really good or I'll just put sea salt on the butter. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. what I do when I have my sourdough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think we just are a little I, – I was a little foolhardy and thinking that there was like team <laughs> teams. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't exist. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. But it does okay. leave a lot of confusion. You're not alone in sort of thinking that that's the way to look. And being wrong. I'm not. You're not I, alone I, being wrong I just want to get a baker. I want to get a baker on. I'm feeling. No, well, I, you know what's so funny is like I, I almost asked like Andy or Molly, like my the yeah. bun, my bunup friends, but I'm just like I don't want to know. Like this is I'm sticking to my guns. Like well, I yeah. can go and like look at recipes and I can see if people are writing salted butter because that and then if i read salted butter i'd be like how much salt am i adding to salted butter to yeah. salt it more like why are you <laughs> why the redundancy yeah that's why the so redundancy? good i mean so. that's so good though this is so annoying because i'm i'm the linguist right and i'm like oh it's a semantic issue and if you're modifying one it means the other one is the standard and yeah. the unmarked version like whatever so like i get yeah. it's the also argument, so annoying because a... you're never gonna hear the fucking end of this i'm gonna i'm gonna read my vodka sauce yeah Read it to just get me off this fucking ledge because I am dead. <laughs> okay. Um, so the recipe for Grossi's vodka sauce. The process of making vodka sauce is one of the most visually exciting experiences I've had with cooking. I've been making a recipe that my talented friend Chris shared with me a long time ago, and it's completely flawless. It's been the most popular of all my pasta sauce recipes, and for good reason. Not only is it inappropriately thick, same, and illegally glossy, also same, but it tastes how comfort feels. Call an ambulance, honey, just in case you can't handle it. <laughs> Thank you. Spot on. That was, we were like, like once we read that together, I was just like, yeah, this is fucking great. It, it tastes we, how comfort feels. It tastes how comfort feels. So yeah. spot on. It does. Like, I mean, it this, really... took, this took me back to just growing up and going, because I was telling Grace, because we made it together. And um, when I was, you know, so I think you and I are just about the same age. And so um, based on your never been kissed uh, reference. And yeah. so in the nineties, I feel like vodka sauce uh, a- along with a few other things kind of got really big all of a sudden. Oh yeah. You know? Like sure. semolina got really big. Vodka yeah. sauce got really Portobello big. Portobello mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Balsamic vinegar. Balsamic vinegar. 100%. I always talk about these ingredients. I'm like, people are still using balsamic vinegar. They do. I don't. But... Did you know that Marcella like brought it to the US? Marcella. Like, of oh, course. Yeah. Of course she did, Queen. <laughs> Queen. She gets me in a lot of trouble because people think that I'm trying to say that I invented that recipe, and I'm like, no, no, I'm not at all. <laughs> like, but what happens is people will like tag me on Instagram in a in a story, and then they'll say like Grossi Pelosi's tomato butter sauce, and then some people will like follow that tag to me and say, just so you know, like that's not Marcella has not, that's not your recipe. That's and I'm like. Take three seconds and well, check my website or check my whatever, and I will tell you that I'm telling you the same thing. But so funny. Anyways, dangerous, dangerous putting yourself out there. Yeah, on the internet at all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
It is. Yeah, I I I think that like so we had just watched we had just like done an Alton Brown recipe and love him science food science and stuff, but it was so like vague and and the steps were super ambiguous and so we had just like we opened your recipe and we're just so appreciative that it felt exactly like we were like you said like we were in the kitchen with you and yeah. like it was just nice to be able to be like you are so explicit and the indicators are so clear and yeah. there's like variety and of the different ones too. that I just and the reasoning yeah that yeah. was great. And I try and give, I mean, I, I've been learning a lot about what people need. Like they like options. They want, they have questions. And they also I'm mm-hmm. learning, one thing I'm learning, this is, to, I'm so grateful, by the way. Like I'm so, so grateful that anyone cares about anything I do. So I'm not complaining, but people don't read recipes all the way through, like before they go in to start cooking. <laughs> so I get DMs from people being like, oh my God, what am, I'm in the middle of your recipe and I don't know. And I'm like. <laughs> Read the next literal next sentence. Yeah, like yeah. I yeah. am sure I have a feeling you guys do this. When I when I prepare to make something, I read the recipe seven hundred times. Mm-hmm. Right. Obsess over it. I'm thinking about it for a week, especially now because I'm only making my own recipes now. But like right. for Thanksgiving, I had done all this Thanksgiving content. And on Thanksgiving, I made Claire Saffitz's um, Parker House rolls, her oh my God. five, which were gorgeous. And I read that recipe like seven times. I was so right. excited. Like I would never just dive into a recipe without reading it, but people do that. And I'm like, read it all. So I want, I kind of want to put a disclaimer, like read this recipe all the way through twice before right. you start cooking it because all everything you need to know is in there. At this point, I've learned enough, but. We know. have a, we have a rating system that's flavor, ease, approachability, and repeatability. Yeah. Fear. My husband created it. He was so proud. Um, he's like, no fear, but good fear. It was cute. I hope that um, all of my and- recipes feel that good. Some of them are a little more complicated, but. Well, but it's, but it's good because like we, you can like have a recipe that is like tastes delicious, but it's really difficult to, to do like technique wise. But, and then also like the approachability thing is kind of what you're talking about. So it's like, even though, you know, bouffe bourguignon isn't like technically hard, you need to read like what your steps are beforehand. And so you can't just like open up your piece of short ribs and like or whatever meet your stew beef and you're yeah, like yeah. oh i'm just gonna make beef bourguignon like no you yeah. have to make lardons or whatever so well this approachability I lo- thing i think is key i also love that you say repeatability because you know mm-hmm. that's how i grew up like you, we had our go-tos like i always right. tell people like i've got marinara on the stove in the fridge and in the freezer at all times like you know what i mean like <laughs> it's like a, cir- it's a circle of life and there's a million things you could make with marinara people are like <laughs> I'm like, why is everyone making the vodka sauce? Like, make a marinara and you can live forever. Yeah, you know, um, that's true. That's but true. It's truly, and I, I, I teach a class called Open Marinara, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> we make we make the marinara, and then that marinara can really truly fuck whoever it wants. Like, fuck chicken parm, <laughs> fuck meatballs. We've got eggplant parm. We've got what else? Baked stuff shells. I've got lasagna. Oh, yeah, like that marinara that sounds so good. Getting around. Ugh. So well, so I think. I don't know, Dave. What do you want to like? Do you want to go through the recipe, or should we wait? Like, what's what, what's our, let's what's get our through, plan? Of let's get through the recipe. Let's jump in. Yeah, okay. you just I don't know. Like, oh, wow. You didn't ask me. You're asking Dave. Sorry. <laughs> you, you, you and I, you we share a mind at this point, and so I think, yeah, I think yeah, yeah it's, it's our podcast actually. Yeah. Welcome to Taste Buds, starring Dave and Dan. And so, who would steal Taste Buds? That was mine. You're out. Sorry. No. Well. Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about. I think maybe our experience um, making yeah. it, um, you know, and and I know like we had a couple questions either like do, while yeah. making it or you had a note mm-hmm. in there that I'm really kind of intrigued about. Um, you know, yeah, especially, yeah. especially as I just like met with my doctor earlier today. <laughs> I'm just like, how can I possibly make this healthier? <laughs> Is there I, I met with my doctor today too. I had a blood pressure checkup. So there you go. how is everyone feeling? <laughs> my he was very happy. Oh. Yeah, Good. Yeah. I, I um, so I think I'll just read the ingredients super fast and then, God, those pictures are so good. Oh, also, I, I made homemade rigatoni with like my new extruder. Ooh. It was a f- ridiculous. I don't Amazing. know. I have too many feelings about it, but we'll get to that. So what you'll need, eight tablespoons of olive oil. Hey, just do you measure? Did you measure out with the measuring cups exactly like with Me? measuring spoons? I mean, yeah, you, Dan. I like I pour f- Pour a dip, pour a dip. Like I like continuously pour and just like dip the tablespoon. So there's like, yeah, Dave did glugs like rotate. Yeah, I mean like that's like, that's a four. tablespoon. I was gonna say it's like yeah, it's like a glug. I mean like yeah. it's it's like if you who cares? 
you know, if you make it enough, you know. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, people like numbers. They like quantities. So I gave it to them. Yeah. And then there's two tablespoons of butter. Yes, ma'am. Three garlic, <laughs> three garlic Which cloves. Is just grated. like that, t- two tablespoons of butter is just like fucked up because you're like, what is that doing? It's you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's for it's for aroma it's, and smoking. It, no, it is. But I always tell the vegans that they can leave it out because they can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah, you could definitely <laughs> three garlic cloves grated. Um, are you pro or anti garlic presses? I don't own a garlic press. Thank no you. Yeah, I'm curious. Do you have, do you have a mince plate? Do you use a um, mince plate at all? Oh, you know, I don't have a mince plate. I just have a microplane. I could microplane garlic forever. Yeah. Have you guys made oh. my garlic bread recipe? No, not yet. Okay. Like, I Next. literally am. I mean, it's like something you make, like, on top of your meal. Like, it's like a quick yeah, thing. Yeah. You just make, I do like a compound butter, but I grate the butter, I grate the garlic, and it's so good. Anyways, yeah, Perfect. so grating. People, I teach this class and people are like, I don't have a grater. I don't, I'm like, do you have a microplane? Do you have a cheese grater? They want to yeah. press the garlic. And I'm like, fine. I just don't own a garlic press. And also right. you can't, it's not a mint. It's not a chop because you want it to be smooth. That garlic should not right. be visible. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it needs that, to be just, Dave's needs mince to... plate is like the best invention because it's got everything. That's what I want. That's what I want for Christmas. Red paper, red pepper flakes optional. I disagree. They are not optional. They yeah, but you rude. know, this is one of those things where I, if I don't say they're optional, people will DM me and say, "Are they optional?" It's like right. how many pepper I, flakes I, do option. I need to have in it? I'll get people don't them. like them. Of course, they're optional. Everything, everything in, life is optional. in it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck you want. I'm like <laughs> six tablespoons. Six tablespoons tomato paste, which is a, one of those cans which was great yeah which is and basically then, a can and i should just change it to a can but then if i change it to a can it'll be like what does that can translate to into tablespoon so it's like <laughs> i'm learning a lot i really am learning a lot and well, i love it and it's so interesting because it's like my past year has been as much like a lesson in like writing recipes also anthropology like i'm like learning how yeah. people read and how they think and how to how yeah. i become a better writer and you know, i'm happy to have all those conversations because i learned so much and that makes mm-hmm. me more successful of a of a writer and a communicator you know definitely people, and this people is still like ask super... me daily if there's a vegan option for the sauce and i'm like yeah it's in the recipe but they Just don't read, read, to the <laughs> read to the bottom yeah right but i think i might well, have moved it up recently yeah it's interesting. um okay t- tomato paste two yeah. cups heavy one pint or two cups heavy cream yeah and then one and then six tablespoons of vodka yeah one one pound rigatoni or other pasta yeah. i love the note about if you're not eating a pound of pasta, first of all, what's wrong with you? Is that yeah, all? Like, like, like the the like, what do I? How do I handle the leftovers? And I'm like, this isn't really a leftover situation. We, it's really not. Have, like, I don't know I how you have leftovers. I'm like, I'm pretty much licking the bottom of the bowl, but it also is a kind of a volatile sauce. Like, it's not great yeah. reheated. And I've added more notes, and people always message me, and they're like, I figured out how to reheat it, and I. And I have to be honest with you, like initially I was like, I'm not going to start giving directions about how to reheat it because it's really difficult. There are right. ways. It's just not easy. And then yeah. people message it like, I figured it out. Here it is. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know that's how <laughs> you do you. it, but yeah. I'm not going to put it on the site because I really want to let people know that some recipes are meant to be made and eaten and not have leftovers. And that's, yeah, this is, totally. this feels like one of them to me. Plus, yeah. You're giving everybody a beautiful gift and making it seem like, well, I have to finish this all right now because it's not yeah. going to reheat well. We it's were yeah. so full totally. and both of us were like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like but it's just gruesome. like, it's, I mean, it's so good. And I did a baked version of it recently, which is so good Ooh, and nice. so different. Hmm. It's uh, on my site. It's really good. We can talk about it, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's just so good. Um, so Okay, so I just appreciated the like step by step. So let's talk about our experience. So, I mean, bottom line, we loved it, right? So this yeah. is, I mean, genuinely one of the best sauces I've ever had. And I've had a lot of really incredible sauces. Like looking at it just with it just being tomato paste, conceptually, I was like, this shouldn't work. Like, you know, yeah. like going into yeah. it, like, or it's like, it's going to be yeah. good, but there's no way this is going to be, uh, I know. you know, as amazing as the hype I think is, but you know, and definitely for the listeners, like the hype is 100% real. It is 
so 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 incredible so easy well dave even said like what's gonna happen if i was like fuck i hated it and i was like you're not gonna hate it and then (laughs) and i also even like i I even like put a shallot in the recipe because i was like there's gotta be something else and then i realized you did no 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 in my head when i was like thinking about it i was like there's gotta be something else like i'm i always want to add something to it and i'm always like don't don't touch it don't touch it my whole thing is like I feel really weird. Like I always want to make a recipe the way it's written the first time. And then yes. I'm like, then I'm like, Oh, I'll go play with it. Yep. But people love welcome to too many cooks. They add stuff. <laughs> they add stuff it's all the time. And that, and that's cool. They can do whatever they want. I'm super happy yeah. for them. I just, the way I that I roll is I like to follow a recipe. I, I have such a pet peeve of people commenting on a recipe where they're just like, uh, oh, yeah, this yeah. is th- three out of five stars. You know, I, I swapped it in fish instead of the chicken. Yeah. Uh, and right. you know, I, I didn't follow any of the directions. It's, and, it's truly know. not how it works. It's not what, that's not why people get paid to write recipes and do all the research and spend <laughs> yeah. all the time. And that's why right. I'm, people like, I guess I, I'm sort of like casual and I'm sort of like chill, but people ask me all the time. Like I said, like, are you sure it's eight cups of flour in your, and I'm like, no, I just guessed. Like I'm actually yeah. not, sure. <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea. But yeah. what do you think? Tell me, you know, it's like so funny, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like, I, and that's the thing is like, I definitely want to like explore, like encourage exploration. And I definitely, you know, yeah. it's been really, really fun. So, okay. So let's keep chatting about the rest of you. Yeah. So, so- we one talking about exploration. I'm so intrigued by um, the cashew milk possible swap out. Yeah, like so. How like how does it compare? Like I, I, I mean, I think like to me, the cashew cream is a little bit closer to the heavy the heavy cream because there mm-hmm. is actually cashew cream and it's quite thick. Um, mm. and the and it's delicious. And the coconut milk, you definitely taste a bit of the coconut. It does take That's it to kind of like, though. like I always kind of say, like it's sort of like a Thai curry, or it kind of almost goes mm. to like, to I feel like this is that the vodka is sort of like a sister to like um, tikka masala. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm not at all claiming anything that they actually are that or that's how you would ever make no, it no. to be completely yeah. clear. But yeah. it, it's nice to sort of take it to a little bit of a different projection with a little bit of coconut milk. Or the cashew cream. And it's also really great that people who don't do dairy can enjoy um, this experience that pretty much is built on two cups of dairy. You know, like people are always like, I don't know how the recipe is so good. And I'm like, did you see the two cups of heavy cream? (laughs) Like, like, that's why it's really good. Like, (laughs) definitely two cups of heavy cream is pretty solid. Yeah. experience you're, you're talking my language i was like i went to the doctor because they were like i think you might have celiac disease i was like yeah. i can literally i have a tattoo of a croissant on there i can literally have nothing i, <laughs> I can have anything but celiac i know, <laughs> like, it's, so it's, I, know. <laughs> I always say that about cashews i'm like if i was allergic to cashews i would still eat them because i love them so much i have boundaries um i think it's nice um because you can take something that is decadent and still have it um with you know and still have it like it be like a lighter version of it you know yeah, yeah. You can and, have both. and that's that's what i'm i'm kind of intrigued by is like because i i already want to make it again right but yeah my my wife is basically ready to cash in a life insurance policy if i keep on i know if you eat it again yeah this podcast and, has not been helpful <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it is not uh and then also you know uh, in an, one of the early episodes um i went on a tirade because we made um a, a dessert that just was like loads of butter and sugar and everything oh, uh, and I was just milk bar pie from mama Fu- christina tosi's milk bar pie formerly known oh, as crack pie I, yeah got it but then we made jacques pepin's galette like a perfect like the most yeah. perfect like, oh my god totally, a galette? that's like, like a lot yeah do you guys know who carla carla lolly music is oh yeah love her yeah. so her book um where cooking begins has the most incredible galette dough and I made that out? last summer. Yeah, it came out uh, a little over a year ago, maybe a year ago. What? But I have the um, I have a highlight on her galette dough in, on my Instagram. Okay, awesome. Check, it, check out. it out. The process of making it is just like so beautiful, and I love a galette. I love a pie. I have Me a crumb. I have a crumble oh, or a crisp recipe that mm-hmm. I love that people make all summer. I just like. I love that that kind of stuff, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where, where it all takes me. I love Carla. Yeah. I love her stuff. I, I think I find. I, yeah, I love. She's I mean, amazing. obviously Molly and. Yeah. Okay, so the the way the recipe is structured, I feel like because you're using the the pasta the pasta water yeah. to to thicken the sauce, right? Yeah. So, 
how do you keep your your pasta from either overcooking because you know the residual yeah. heat or like clumping together and you know it clumps and, like it yeah. just clumps and that's why i tell people don't make a noodle um, is, is I also just don't place. think that a noodle with vodka sauce makes sense. I think it's like a short stout. Like I do orecchetti, I do bowtie, I do farfalle, mm-hmm. I do rigatoni. Um, I'm not, I'll never eat a penne. Like I just am not a penne person. Just a personal <laughs> just preference. Just give me a rigatoni, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, why are we eating penne? It's like got like daggers at the end when you can just have like a nice, <laughs> gorgeous, blunt, chubby rigatoni. But um, same. <laughs> timing because you don't know when your pasta when your sauce is going to hit that level of thickness i tell people to make your pasta just let it sit in the pot i don't i say to not oil it because that'll mess up your whole yeah. oil emulsion yeah. thing but you just grab it with your hand and break it up and put it in the pot okay. i mean it's like it, it do you I, undercook it um i am always al dente it doesn't it's not like it cooks in the sauce though like you wit you mix right. it for like a minute or two yeah. in there but it's not one of those like it cooks more in the sauce when you yeah. do the baked pasta let me tell you something you make the full pot of pasta you keep it in your dutch oven or you could put it in a pan or something mm-hmm. you put dollops of ricotta like fresh ricotta nice. on it yeah. and you kind of put them to bed in the sauce when you bake, you bake that pasta and the pasta absorbs like the majority of the vodka sauce. So you've got these like it doesn't taste like it's so fucked up. And then the, so sensual the right bubbles now. <laughs> of ricotta, like they get hard on the outside. And then when you break them with a fork, the like juices of like the melted ricotta go Damn, in. Stop. I know, I know. I feel so exposed. <laughs> I know. It's really good. And then like and then that's where the moisture comes from in the, yeah. in the the because you lost the majority of the sauce into the pasta. So it's like Ugh. a whole it's like it's not like the vodka sauce with some cheese on it. It's like a whole other girl. And it is mm. so good. So that I sounds. overcooked I so I cooked the pasta to what I call al dente, like mm-hmm. al dente, al dente. Um, and that's like my drag name, maybe al dente. Yeah, yeah if you were a drag, I always joke, dra- perfect al, uh, drag king name is al dente. Al dente. Al dente. Yeah, that's your, that's um, your drag king. <laughs> so I, yeah, so I cooked it to al dente. Yeah. And then, but then it, I think because we put the top on it to keep it warm, it overcooked. But was it so in the like, water still or did you drain no. it? No. I, drink I think just the the residual Steam? heat i think yeah. yeah the top on would be will do it for you okay so it was the top on well it's also here's the thing you were making fresh pasta so we did no, both we did, we did a little taste uh, test so we, uh, we, we should have sh- kinda... taken a picture of the yeah we did yeah. we did both. both oh okay i yeah so, so it no, was we... it was the store-bought rigatoni that that got like yeah. a little shot and then the, the the home the homemade rigatoni the homemade was, was great perfect like okay. so yeah. so perfect and yeah. so yeah so great i love that um, you guys made it and you had that experience if you have other questions so good. um Fun. cool i don't know i don't have any other questions dave do this you? has been so cute i love it no. yeah and do you have any questions for us um no i just am excited to like i mean i'm just so happy like that you did it and that, i mean i feel like you really told me that it was you know you told me what i wanted to know about the recipe so i don't have a ton of questions i just kind of loved hanging out so I love hanging out too. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. This was a blast. And I just say thank you for spreading the word. Um, yeah, our pleasure. I'm just going to tell your people to follow me on Instagram at Grossy Pelosi. Oh my God. I laughed my ass off editing that <laughs> because he was just so gracious. And I, oh my God. I just it was had fun. so I mean, we, much fun fucking fun and he had and it was just so sweet because i like edit i was editing it and i was like oh my god does he like us too like i felt like (laughs) so like oh my god did i just make a you know that like making a friend when you're an adult is so hard and then you're like did i just make a friend like that's how i experienced but yeah it's uh (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like a dog i just walk up to anybody i'm just like hey are we friends now hey that's Um... how that's why we're friends now (laughs) yeah exactly like hey are we friends now um no i'm i'm just so excited to to share this interview um but I realized yeah. that yeah, we we need to go through the fear rating and and then something something else specifically <laughs> to dive back into. Fine. <laughs> okay. Um. So honestly, it's tough for me to like do the fear rating because he addressed my only qualm, which was that I overcooked the, <laughs> that the you know he was like, oh no, don't put the lid on the on the pot. 
when you uh, cook the pasta. Yeah. Like, I steamed the pasta by accident. Well, and I think also, like, um, it's something, and we, you know, we talked about it with him, but there, because of the timing of everything and the fact that you need the pasta water, um, because you want that good starchy water to get into the sauce, which will help thicken it, um, it it is, it's a little bit of of kind of a, a, a tightrope to walk because it's. I think it's very easy for uh, for the pasta to to come out um, a little overcooked. Uh, I mean, you know, we did it. We did it two ways. The the one pasta was perfect, right? Because the fresh pasta. The, yeah, because we cooked that basically t- to come out right at the right time because we didn't need that pasta water mm-hmm. because we already had the other pasta That's water. That's true. So, um, so I think that you know, there's a couple solutions. One is is make sure when you're cooking the pasta that you cook it to the minimum amount of time you want it al dente and and then if anything you know it just because of the residual heat it'll cook a little bit more so if you do like it um a little less al dente you'll be fine uh the you know the other option and then like you said maybe definitely don't lid it or or have it so that it's just going to kind of steam on itself yeah um one thought i had was as soon as so you, you scoop up the pasta water, you add it to the sauce, you drain uh, the pasta and or, you know, you could have drained it into a bowl and used that water. Um, and then you could run the, the pasta under cold water to oh. kind of stop it from cooking, you know, because you're going to be putting it into the hot sauce um, afterwards. And I, I've done this before with. Oh, have you? With other type things where, like, you want to kind of negate that cooking, you know, especially. um uh, like vegetables, if if you're well, but you know, wouldn't you be taking broccoli. off the starch of the pasta? Then then, because you want starchy, you want good starchy, like the exterior of the pasta to be good and starchy for it to adhere to the sauce. But the sauce is so luscious and thick. I was, yeah. I mean, that's I've done it obviously with vegetables, but I've never done that with pasta. I thought that was kind of a faux pas, faux pas. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm not sure how it if it'll work or not you know yeah. it's just one of those things where it's you know i think it depends on the pasta that you're using too yeah. like we used rigatoni um big which boys. is perfect because and like, yeah because the, the sauce is also going to get get inside you mm-hmm. know and it, it's it's going to um get scooped up um i i want to kind of test it out just yeah. because uh you know the other the other idea that i had was also just you know like kind of like we did yeah you cook almost two batches of pasta like one little one you know, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, can be used mainly for the water and then um, then have one that's cooking later uh, kind of yeah. for the next round. So it times out better. I was thinking, too, like you because here's the thing about pasta sauce or pasta water. Like it's going to be starchy. Like you could even just kind of stagger it like and so that you're you can just scoop some of the pasta water while the rest of the pasta is cooking. And so you can stagger it and make the and start the pasta later than you might like think you need to like just a little bit later like five minutes later and so the sauce is waiting on the pasta and the pasta isn't waiting on the sauce you know and Mm -hmm. so like that won't hurt it if you take something that's like marginally less starchy than like the most perfect whatever like i think it's totally we're we're splitting hairs in a way that like i kind of is like like dan even said in the interview like if you just cook it to al dente you leave it to the side maybe take it off of the stovetop and like just have it to the side you take it apart with your hands but if you're trying to find the like most perfect like synchronized choreography of it you can either shock it i guess with like put it under cold water shock it or maybe start it a little bit later and have like marginally less starchy of pasta water i don't know yeah another another so again not these are not problems. These are not bad. Oh, this is the most. This <laughs> yeah. is the most minor. <laughs> yeah, minor it's like this like, is not. Uh, this is not a heavy duty aluminum foil issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, if you haven't listened to that specific episode, is a random uh, reference. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just assume that everyone listens like kind of canonically. I hope. <laughs> Chronologically, because well, there. Well, there is like it. There is like a storyline that goes through every episode, and you're gonna be you're gonna be so confused for the finale if if you don't want to listen. There to will in never order, so. be a finale. Oh my god! Um, a season finale. A season. Oh, a, get it. Six seasons in a movie. Get season finale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
So I did so flavor. Flavor five. I mean, come on. Five. Yeah. Five. It's if I could have licked that bowl, flavor. I. I, did, I mean, we practically did. Right? did yeah. <laughs> I found a. I found an old. Um. I was looking through my old pictures to see if I have any videos of me making it for the first time, and I do. And the only oh, picture nice. I have of is me taking focaccia and scooping up the bottom of my <laughs> my so Dutch oven. That is something that we said uh, when we when we had it. Is yeah. that like I really wish that I had like a nice piece of, of bread of focaccia to like just mop everything up because <laughs> I think um, the spatula doesn't do justice. You have like two little streaks left, and I was like, oh, I gotta get my finger in there. Oh wait, it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so the flavor is a fucking five. It was so uh, good. <laughs> I was like Winnie the fucking Pooh with uh, the Dutch oven just stuck on my head afterwards and just. <laughs> just passed that point. It's so good. Okay, ease. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I don't think <laughs> I can't even dock it. Like, there's nothing to dock because you're just like, oh shit, I have everything in my pantry. Here I go. Like, yeah, you like, might not have the cream. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> you know? that's right. But <laughs> but everything else, yeah. Everything I mean, is... it, and it's 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 very straightforward. It's there's very no easy. technique. There's no th- there's nothing you need to like, you know really juggle i think it's like if you're gonna dock it for the what the the pasta and i would say water. that's approachable i would say that's approachable oh, because i think okay. that's just the i think it's just the the as written kind of right timing of it all and so yeah so yeah. i think ease is five ease too. is five for me too approachability then is like four five point five or yep. four point <laughs> exactly. seven five yeah. yeah okay and then uh, repeatability i've already made it again <laughs> i've made it three times already so like it's a five for me. So I, so literally, um, because of that, uh, that white chili, I have some heavy cream in my refrigerator, <laughs> um, less than what the recipe calls for, but enough to do half a recipe. Here you and go. I, I, I definitely have just been like, huh, I could 100% make this pretty much just for myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I might share with my family, but <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where. Is it Jess's birthday on Saturday? Like you might. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So it is, it's definitely something that I, I will make over and over and over again. The, one of the first thoughts I had was uh, I definitely want to make this like for my family. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's a, what, 19.5? This mm-hmm. is, yeah, I think this is. It, I'm. It's so good. It's so good. I. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think like as you heard in the in the interview, like he is so generous with his time. So if anybody is making this and they like feel like, oh, I I have a question for him. He's so gener- He's like always talking about how he answers DMs and is like, like use yeah. cashew milk or use whatever. Like he's really approachable. So. Well, yeah. and, and apparently one of the questions that he gets a lot is, you know, in, in the recipe, what kind of butter should I use? Because it says butter, right? <laughs> but he very, very, very smartly uh, just says, well, it's it's already written there. It's 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 butter because butter is butter. It's, it's salted butter, right? You don't, you don't have to say it twice. And I mean, really, I mean, you asked him about this, I think, if I recall. Like, did I don't. So what? Refresh my memory. So what happened you, when uh, we just when you asked him? You just heard it. I don't want to get. I want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about. Oh my god! Are you god. sure? Because I mean, it seemed at the time that you wanted to talk about it, and then he gave an answer. Okay, fine. That he said almost, I... <laughs> almost verbatim, to to the extent that I went that evening. <laughs> Back to the episode when I initially went on this rant, uh, you know, so and I, I pulled up the, the exact moment in time and listened to my audio just saying, again, it was almost word for word. OK, uh, so he said that it's butter because butter is salted because if you're going to say unsalted butter. Wait, how did he say it? it's a semantics <laughs> issue and it just I can't I like my brain just refuses. You say it. <laughs> I mean, essentially, you know, butter is, is is implies salted butter, right. right? And like he, you know, he and I both uh, agreed about the the whole. If you're at a restaurant, you know, and and you ask for butter, and they brought you unsalted butter, you know, you would be completely confused and outraged, and you know, and and 
<laughs> I'd be wondering why what you did to offend that the, the it's late not staff, that's but. not my point my point <laughs> is that unsalted butter is if you have like a cultured unsalted butter that's like a preferred thing to cook and bake with because you can ver- you can like you right. can be in yeah, charge no. of the of <laughs> the salt level and and he and I he and I both I feel like I could speak for him at this point because <laughs> we're, we're so simpatico but um he and I both agree like with baking definitively you know uh but even with butter, cooking th- no with cooking uh, I think it depends on the recipe but but bottom line is is just in the recipe he uh, says you know it should say unsalted butter if you need to be kind of adjusting this the salt level uh, kind of on your own, you know, so especially with baking, right? This, this is really Yes, incredible. right. Um, you know, but so then you would, that's when you would specify unsalted butter. I think but because, it, I think. If because, it just says butter. Yeah, that, it's th- uh, that whatever. Implies it's already Whatever. I don't know. I just think because I spent two years cooking and baking in a land where there was no such thing as unsalted butter, everything I touched was salted. I was always really disappointed in how salty my food was. And so I was just like, well, God damn it, everything. So. He, I messaged him and I, we were talking about something and then he goes, oh, um, uh, I also spoke with a few friends who are recipe writers and they said it's worth just saying salted or unsalted. And I was like, fucking vindicated. See, and this he seems goes, really made up. Though. And he goes, I'll, but... I'll screenshot it if he lets me. If, he, if he's comfortable with it, I'll, I'll screenshot it. And he said, lol, so it remains a debate. And I said, and he said, it's an open topic. They didn't say it was right. They just said it was worth it. And I was like, lol, whatever. Well, <laughs> like, so, I mean, it seems like it is worth it just because there's, you know, this crazy subset of, of society of humans, that just yeah. doesn't understand. <laughs> so. It's so funny. I am like, <laughs> so for the, I mean, I don't know how many am I the assholes do, did I kept in, but I just had this like, like compulsion at a certain point where I just kept saying like, oh my God, am I the asshole? Oh my God, am I, am I wrong? And so I just like, I like had to dissociate for a while while you guys were just making out just, and i was like just so happy <laughs> so happy together and i was just sitting there like oh my god am i wrong am i the like i felt like <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible uh, so i mean it was good, i mean hilarious. the good thing is you're not alone right you're not alone in being wrong i think i, I may have even said to you at the moment no it's not just you like, it's not just ben you and Jess are also the assholes because yeah. they've been giving me shit about this too Why? Well, but I now think... that we had a true expert on and a completely I mean, it wasn't even just like, oh, yeah, he's right. Just, no, again, he, ver- verbatim. verbatim. I'll, I'll yep, post so. the side-by-side of that audio. <laughs> that might be, I think that'll be our blooper. That'll be our outro. That's perfect. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, Bottom line. I'm happy the- for you, too. I'm happy you guys found each other. I'm happy yeah. to have a new friend of the pod. And, yeah. uh, oh, my God. And, and I'm happy to have an, an absolutely outstanding recipe. Yeah. Just to add to the repertoire. Because it's... It's perfect. Like if you haven't already made this, and we've had quite a few people already make it, but yeah, um, and if there, you haven't, yeah, do it. Please make it. Send us your pictures. Everyone's made it. He was just on Good Morning America today making it. <laughs> yeah. He has been like this recipe has been highlighted and just absolutely it's it's blown up. It's been, I mean, I think it's one of those like super approachable, low. What is the word? Not low risk. What's the word like? Um. Oh my god! Oh my god! Gesturing vaguely. Oh my I god! <laughs> I don't remember what. I, basically, the investment is the big, like a big ROI. You have a very minimal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I oh also I made his garlic bread that he talked about. Holy oh my god! Shit. Okay. Holy shit! Yeah. I, um, we have to do that together at some point. Yeah, it was really. I mean, it's super easy and really, really delicious. And I made skeddy and meatballs, um, <laughs> and made some garlic bread and just snacked on it. And but I was like, oh no, there's not a left. Oh no. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what Someone happened? stole the garlic Someone bread. Someone stole the Ellie. Ellie. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Also, it, I mean, please follow Dan Pelosi at Grossy Pelosi on Instagram and definitely on Pinterest. He was mm-hmm. like, I'm a Pinterest mom. <laughs> so um, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely going to follow him on Pinterest and Instagram. And yeah, and just email him. Um, he also mentions um, that he does like cooking classes. So email him. His email is in his um, bio on Instagram. And yeah, he does a lot of great stuff yeah, definitely definitely a lot of fun definitely a lot of good food so yeah. it was great awesome okay, so cool. so who, what, what's next so do you want me to do it yeah you do it let me find right. it um 
So I, I'm very excited again. I, I feel like we've had a nice, really nice streak of recipes here. Um, but we are going to be doing the the best pie, right? So like, <laughs> we, we, we've, we've definitely skewed towards doing a lot more savory stuff. That's probably my fault. But here we are giving back to the community and we're going to do a pie, right? We're, we're doing our second pie ever. Uh, and it is the it is by far the best pie that you can do. So we're gonna do Wolfgang Puck's chicken pot pie, and yeah. uh, I guess that is still savory, huh? Huh? Mm, how interesting. All I know is this: it looks incredible. I it looks so uh, good, and I love chicken yeah. pot pie, and I'm totally okay with doing another savory because at least I get Thank to you. deal with pastry. Um, and also, Wolfgang Puck's super fun. Oh my god, know, he's and, so fun. I'm sure he was like a spy or right. something in a war because every <laughs> chef apparently is, has been. <laughs> oh, well, I can't wait. I'm super excited. And honestly, I'm still just glowing from this Dampelosi interview. I, I'm very, very grateful and excited to see. I just want to hear from people and see if they if they make it again and what they've adapted and if they make it like the vegan the vegan way that we talked about. And yeah. Yeah. And we have some fun stuff coming up, too. I know. Believe been talking about like Tee-hee. there's yeah there's a lot of stuff where i'm just like oh can we just make it now i mean <laughs> i suppose i can you know i actually i mean i think i have to yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah all right well let's get out of here let's get out of here cool cool all right friends all right, all right eat well be well and don't forget to preheat your oven Oh. I refuse to say salted butter because butter it's implied. is salted. Exactly. That's what I've been Butter's saying this entire time. Uh, yeah, because basically like I don't I don't ever say, hey, can I have some salted butter? Like right. say, can I have some butter? Exactly. And yeah. a third cup of butter. No, no, no. It's it's very smart that they, they specify unsalted butter because butter means butter that has salt in it. You do not need to add like you have to be specific if you want unsalted butter. Because if I was at a restaurant and I had some delightful bread and I said to a waiter, hey, could I have some butter, please? If that son of a bitch brought me unsalted butter, then you I'd add be salt to it.